Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's talk about the shortage of ambulance paramedics in our province now. The slow response times to get an ambulance and some of the tragic stories we're hearing now, including this heartbreaking case in Barrier, B.C., the reported death of an infant while waiting for an ambulance. This disturbing case, now the subject of an internal investigation by BC Emergency Health Services. I've got Barrier Mayor Ward Stamer standing by, but first, have a listen to this report now from Global News reporter Kristen Robinson. I just can't fathom how this can happen in today's world. Global News has learned a child under 12 months old went into cardiac arrest in Barrier Thursday. An ambulance was called and the union says there was a delayed response. The infant did not survive. In this situation, any delay in a critical situation like this is fundamentally wrong. BC Emergency Health Services is reviewing the call but refused to say how long the response time was or explain the reason for the delay. All right, that report there from Global News. You heard the voice of Troy Clifford in there, the president of the paramedics union, an investigation now underway into this case. Let's discuss it now with my guest, Ward Stamer. Ward is the mayor of Barrier, B.C., and I'm pleased to welcome him. Ward, thank you for coming on today. You're welcome. Good morning, Mike. Okay, good morning to you. First of all, my sympathies to the people in your town with this, um, this, this, uh, this, this news is difficult to take. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. What, what can you say about this case? Like, what do you, what have you been told as the mayor here about the death of this infant? Well, yes, thanks again for that, Mike. Yeah, it is a tragic uh, circumstance for our community and communities all through BC when we're faced with the shortages that we're having. And again, I don't want to speculate on whether the uh, delayed reaction from the BC Ambulance Service was a contributing factor in, in this situation. But again, our community is no different than a lot of other communities throughout BC where we're having issues with, with the cardiac arrest and, you know, other people having to do CPR instead of the BC Ambulance Service. Or, you know, we had a stroke victim a couple of weeks ago where they had to put uh, the, the mother uh, into the car because there was no BC Ambulance. The uh, car got, the pickup got pulled over for speeding and Hepley Creek about halfway to the hospital. RCMP asked them what they were doing. They said, well, my, my mom's having a stroke. The officer put the lights and sirens on and escorted them to the hospital. So we're not the only community that are having these gaps in service. Yeah. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about the service levels in in Barrier? Uh, There is an ambulance depot there, correct? Correct. And as a reminder, Mike, you know, we're sharing the resource, and it's not like you've got an ambulance sitting there all the time just waiting for a call because the ambulances are in transit all the time. There could be another call half an hour ago where the ambulance has gone to Kamloops and it's on its way back or we may be covering a bit for, for Clearwater and splitting the difference between Clearwater and Barrier, and it's in Littlefort. So it's not always sitting there, but at the same time, we don't expect them to take you know a fully staffed ambulance like we had on Thursday night and, and send it to Camels because Camels had deficiencies in what they had for service. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, and that appears perhaps what happened here is there may have been a situation where 
the ambulance was dispatched to Kamloops instead. And let's have a listen to Troy Clifford here, the president of the paramedics union, speaking to Global News on that precise point here. Let's listen. From what I understand is reported on this day is that they were uh, called into Kamloops to assist with calls and uh, coverage in Kamloops as opposed to staying in Barrier to make sure they had coverage there. Yeah. How far how how far apart are Kamloops and Barrier Ward? Well, we're about uh, 60 kilometers, just under around 60 kilometers. So with all the lights flying, you could be from Barrier to the hospital in about 30, 35 minutes. About the same as some of the outer reaches of the municipality of Kamloops, Barnard Vale, Rivershore Golf Course, Sun Peaks, you know, they're further than we are, and that's approximately what time it is. Like the yeah. yeah, yeah. So like the other 30... thing I'd like to add too, Mike, is that yep. our first responders uh, were able to attend uh, that that uh, incident, and I know that uh, Premier Horgan made an announcement last night about a significant investment in rural and remote ambulances services. I just want to make sure that people, your listeners, know there's a distinction, a difference between an urban first responder and a rural first responder. An urban first responder is usually a full-time firefighter that responds to a traffic crash or they could you know, quite possibly attend a heart attack or something like that in the home. We don't have that. We have volunteer firefighters in our communities. So in Barrier, we have a standalone first responder unit. It's just like an ambulance, and it's, and it's available if the BC Ambulance Service uh, isn't isn't able to, to make those calls. It's not available all the time, but it is available. And the first responders in Barrier did respond to that call, so they were there before the ambulance um, actually got to the scene. Yeah, so who, who responded, the volunteer firefighters? No, the, the, oh. the first responders. And that's where the distinction is people don't understand is that there's a difference. All of our, all of our volunteer firefighters are mostly people that have full-time jobs that yeah. will drop what they're doing to go put out a fire. Now we're asking them to do highway rescue, which they are yeah. doing. Not all the members, but they are. And then now, BC Almonds thinks that they should be calling them up to cover the gaps in their service. Well, that's not fair either. Yeah, no, this is a tough situation. Like you said, the, your community of Barrier is not alone here. I'm speaking to Ward Stamer, the mayor of Barrier. This very disturbing case about the reported death of an infant there while waiting for an ambulance is now the subject of an investigation. Like you mentioned that Kamloops is around half an hour down the highway there, Ward. You know, half an hour, man, that's life or death when you need an ambulance, right? Well, it is, and that's why i am also been pushing with the first responders because our first responders are not allowed to transport, Mike. And that's what I'm pushing for is to make some changes now because you can have an industrial uh, ambulance uh, on, a, on a side of a highway like a people have seen it before where there's a mobile treatment center you know with a with the cab on the on the on the back of a pickup and if there's an accident you can take that patient and start traveling towards the hospital our first responders are not allowed to they have to wait for the bc ambulance service so we're we're wasting precious minutes because we're waiting for that vehicle that our first responders should be able to start rolling towards the hospital and if they meet critical care along the way great if they don't go right up to the doors of the hospital i don't see why we have to wait for that yeah, well, that certainly makes sense to me. Like, what would happen if they did take someone to the hospital? Would they get in trouble or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> and really? we, we brought this up before, and I'm pushing, I'm pushing as hard as I can. I've been talking to Mayor Blackwell in Clearwater, and you know they, they've got as much or more serious uh, situations up there. Our emergency yeah. clinic is closed here today. Theirs is as well, but they're twice the distance to Kamloops. And when they have a patient, in most cases, they have to stabilize that patient. 
we are just bagging them and tagging them and getting them to the hospital as quickly as we can. So we're all in this together. Ashcroft, you know, had this situation a couple of a weeks ago where the ambulance was up in Clinton. It took 28 minutes. We still not have heard from the BC Ambulance Service how long it took them to get here. They won't answer our question. How has this changed over the years? Like, if you think about in past years, has the situation deteriorated in Barrier? It's, de- it's deteriorated all the way across BC. As, as I was waiting for the call, Mike, I went online and had a quick look. Back in July of 21, Mayor, Minister Dix announced that they were putting a task force together with Mr. Chu, I believe he was a uh, ex-Vancouver police officer, to try to increase the uh, response times in the BC Ambulance Service. That was over a year ago. What's happened? What have they learned? Well, I mean, if you talk, I know we've frequently spoke to the president of the paramedics union about this and and others as well. And it appears to be a staffing issue, right? Like, is that what they're telling you? They've just got a shortage of paramedics. Well, there's also different levels of paramedics. And if you remember, Mike, last summer, they wanted, after what happened at the coast with all the uh, heat stroke uh, victims, they wanted to uh, hire more full-time paramedics. But they changed some of the designations at the stations and they went to a, a next higher level of paramedic. And what that is is a primary care paramedic instead of an EMR, which is an emergency medical responder. And we have emergency medical responders in our community. They're working part-time. They're, they're filling in full-time positions, but they decided to hire people from the coast, and that's part of the problem. They just hired a brand-new paramedic for Barrier just last week. That person isn't going to report to duty until January because she's on maternity leave. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ward. No, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Okay. Let me ask you this. There's an investigation underway now into the death, this reported death of this infant while waiting for an ambulance in in the community of Barrier. This is an investigation being done by BC Emergency Health Services. What do you hope to see come out of that investigation? Like, what questions do you think need to be answered here? Well, I think the biggest question is for them to be able to be able to sit down with us and explain where they actually are with their staffing shortages and what's causing it. And talking to Mayor Blackwell yesterday when I was on the road, uh, there's a willingness by the UBCM executive to get a mayor's caucus together with the ministry when we're down in, in Whistler in a couple of weeks to be able to sit down and see if we can come up with some short-term and long-term solutions right then, not waiting a week, a month, a year, Let's try to see if we can come up with some solutions. And part of that is, like I said, we've got a first responders uh, unit, but we can't use them to transport. So I've got a resource I can't even properly use. So that's what I'm hoping that's going to come out of all this, is a willingness to to sit down and talk about it. Mayor Stamer, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks very much, Mike.